Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. I'm really thrilled to have you guys listen to the wisdom of my next guest. I have been wanting him on the show, I don't know, 
since it started. <laughs> and it's one of those things where I knew our paths would organically cross. I had heard him on the Lewis Howes podcast. I have no idea how many times I lost count. Um, and finding out he was on there 12 times, I may have listened to all of them. And every time he speaks, I just feel so moved and ready to take action. And that's really what I love to look for in a coach is somebody who not only is able to transform you uh, with their words and make you really feel something, but also can move you to take massive action. Uh, And I really feel like he does this through incredible vulnerability and giving us space to work through what we need to work through. So my guest today is Chris Lee, and he is a transformational facilitator, a coach, and a TV personality. For 27 years, he has traveled the world teaching and empowering people, including world business leaders and Hollywood celebrities to live an extraordinary life. And you guys, he is the author of Transform Your Life, 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. I have this incredible book, and I'm so excited to chat with him today and share his incredible journey with you. So let's get started. Chris, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I am very excited. It's amazing how our paths have crossed (laughs) in many ways and the universe has conspired for us to be together now. It has. I love that. I I wanted to have you on a long time ago, but it's so funny how organically it can literally just, the time was now, especially because it's about two or three different people were talking about you wanting you directly on the show. Um, Friends were like, you must have this person on. So here you are. And I'm so excited because I originally found you on Lewis Howe's podcast. I think you, how many times have you been on there? Twelve. Oh my God. Okay. I think I, I feel like I've listened to at least three of them and I immediately yeah, fell in I've love been, with you. I've been on 12 and I had one episode repeat when I launched my book because mm. it was on abundance prosperity and I did a five minute Friday. So I've been officially 14 times. Okay. So maybe I've heard you way more than I even realized, which is probably yeah. why when we got on here, I just assumed that, you know, we knew each other and you're like, wait, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, I know you. I've been listening to you forever. I do know you. Yeah. (laughs) So Chris, would you share a little bit for those who maybe don't know your journey of what you're doing now and what was the turning point that got you started? Well, the turning point was in college. Uh, I was in college studying psychology and communications and I was just basically doing that to study something. I I really had no specific direction. I just knew that I was open to new possibilities. And while I was in college, I participated in an emotional intelligence seminar, which was, it wasn't called that back then. It was just called a motivational workshop, but now we would term it or coin it as emotional intelligence. It was all about how to manage your emotions and how to identify where feelings are coming from and where your reactions are coming from. And, you know, learning how to navigate through that outrageous world called emotions. And not only that, but learning how to relate to other people. So I participated in these workshops through my college and I found the calling. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do something that impacts people in a very powerful way. And so I fell in love with mindfulness and emotional intelligence before it was cool. And so I um, started that journey and uh, have not, you know, for the last 30 years, one thing, and like you said earlier, organically 
things have just fallen right into place. I haven't really made things happen. I have attracted things to happen. And through attracting and through being and through living the work of abundance and prosperity, it has led me around the world, impacting over a million people. I could, I'm proud to say, and leading seminars week after week and creating many ways of impacting people through different platforms like this one that I'm on with you. And I do television, radio shows, and soon even having a show, a TV show written around me. So I'm really excited about the, the different possibilities of impacting and serving people. Mm, I love that. And I've, I've had the honor of not only hearing you on different podcasts and having your book, but also getting to uh, meet you in person and see you speak. So I'm very excited because every modality that I've heard you on has been incredible. That's why I couldn't wait to have you on is because your wisdom is just, it's it's obviously you've been through some things that you are able to relate so quickly and easily to people. So what were some of the things that brought you to what you're doing now? Because I, I find that I teach what I need in all at all times. So what was it that really resonated with you about, you know, emotional intelligence moving through different things that you needed in order to, uh, that you needed to learn the skills for? Well, I, I felt that, Throughout my whole life, I've, I've been challenged in the sense of that I'm an American Jewish family from New York, and I grew up in Puerto Rico, which is a Latin country and a Catholic country. Mm. And so I moved to Puerto Rico when I was two and a half years old, and then when I was six and a half, my dad literally abandoned my family. So leaving my family in Puerto Rico and with my mom, five kids, me being the youngest, and seeing her really struggle through scarcity and through fear and through, you know, survival. And so I was brought up in this fearful uh, survival atmosphere. And mm. it was through all that struggle that I really felt in my heart that life had more to offer than what was being given to me in the moment. And I realized that the power within has the power to really move things in a direction that you never thought possible, or I never thought possible. And then seeing how my mom just never gave up. She just never quit. She just, it was, she never complained. She had the worst circumstances. You can imagine being a, a single woman in Puerto Rico, not speaking Spanish, raising five kids with no money, and just through the power of intention and commitment, that's what really brought the whole family forward. So growing up, bullied and you know made fun of and I've been through sexual abuse and you know bullied because of you know my religion I mean there were swastikas in front of my house and signs called Yankee go home and you know just all this negative stuff that I grew up with and that has always inspired me to really look beyond the current situation that I was in and, and to see how I could serve and support myself and how I could transform my own life. And as a result of being able to do the, the emotional intelligence work that I was sharing earlier, I realized, you know what, I could, if I could do this, then I could teach this to other people. And that's really what's been my, my mission. And I realized that my purpose on earth is to serve, to give. And when I honor my purpose is when I'm happiest. And when I step away from that purpose is when I start, the, the, the walls start closing in. 
And so it was really through that upbringing of, you know, not, not no one's fault. I don't blame anybody, but the circumstances of life had me really experience scarcity in a massive way and abandonment and bullying and, you know, and, and the, the bottom line of all this is these events defined me in the moment. So I thought I was worthless. I thought I had nothing to contribute. I was kicked out of every school I went to because no one knew what to do with me. I had so much energy and, you know, I had so much, you know, um, creativity within me, but there was nowhere to channel it. And at the same time, you know, I, I felt like I was less, less than everybody else. And because a few people along the way, I call them mentors, became part of what is important called the tribe because of those mentors and because of the tribe I've been able to not only step through my own circumstance but thrive as a human being as a, a gift in the world and to stand for other people's gifts mm. and that's what's led me to where I am mm, I love that thank you so much for sharing that we actually have a, a, a bit in common about being bullied around religion I was raised in a really restrictive religion growing up and um Kind of the same thing, having to move tribes, um, having to change environment and things like that. But I also want to ask, did you ever get the experience when you were young? Um, you know, those moments where you're, you're maybe being bullied or you're really going through a hard time. Did you ever get feelings of knowing? You said that you kind of imagined that there was more than what you were seeing. But how did you cling on to those feelings and how did they, how were they delivered to you? Well, I, I was always the kid that everyone would come to to ask for advice mm. for some reason. I don't know. I, I just, it was incredible. Like, I was the kid that people would talk to about authentic feelings. Mm. And I was always like, even, you know, even, even my, my, my whole life is I've been that person. Like, people have always felt safe with me. Mm. And maybe it's because I didn't feel safe anywhere that I was so committed to providing safety for other people. And I think that, that that's been really the, the key to me stepping towards this direction. Mm. Like, had I not had that feedback, you know, it's like certain people need certain types of feedback, like an, like an artist when, you know, the applause or the energy or the smile or whatever the feedback is that, that propels you to keep going. So even in those moments of unworthiness and even suicidal, I wanted to take my life at 13. I thought my life was worthless. But there was always this light, I will call it, within me that would outshine the darkness. And it was through that light and paying attention to the light. And I believe we're, we all have duality within us. We all have light and darkness. But the thing is, is that we got to realize that we get to be rigorous about what side to pay attention to, where to put our energy, because where you focus, it expands. What you think about expands. That's the nature of thought. And so that's what would guide me through this whole, through everything, throughout the whole situations and all of the drama that I experienced, not just within me, but, you know, friends, you know, dying in car accidents and girlfriends being raped and just life life happening in a, in a massive way in, you know, drug, drug abuse all around me and just all kinds of stuff that I grew up with. And I grew up in a middle-class family, you know, that pretty much had what, what I needed. 
but once again, scarcity. So that that's really what what I was I could say that I would focus my energy on. And to this day, you know, there's still feelings of doubt and fear, but because I have the tools that I have, I don't pay attention to them. Because mm. sometimes the voices don't go away. I'm sure that happens for you. There are moments of insecurity and fear. I mean, it's normal. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I but find you've that got yeah. As you move to the next level. Um, of your life, I find sometimes those exact same things can come back and sometimes they can come back with a vengeance. I recently had that experience of just, as you move to the next level, you're like, oh, I'm all good. This is amazing. Life is great. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden that next level comes and it's like that voice or that, that all of those experiences can come rushing back in and thank God for the tools. So I want to ask you about that is, you know, I, I love how much you talk about abundance and prosperity and I can only imagine what you've had to work through from where you were to, to live this life thinking that you can have and create anything that you desire. So what was that first level like for you of opening up? Cause I can, did you ever build protective walls just around everything that you were doing out of fear and then having to break through that, knowing that you can have an abundance of love, you can have an abundance of, of your, you know, of, money of what you desire what did that look like those first steps of switching your belief to even thinking it was possible well it's you start out through trial and error so when i started to make money i was hoarding it and i was afraid (laughs) to spend any of it and then and then i was like i don't deserve any of it and so i would blow through all of it and then i would have no money and it was this making money spending money and it was this vicious cycle of this fear of not having, mm-hmm. this fear of not having enough, this fear of running out, this fear of, since I'm not good enough, how in the world am I going to recreate or reproduce what I've done that's that's right? Mm-hmm. And so I never had trouble making money. My issue has been keeping it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and feeling that I deserve it and saving it and being mindful of it. Just like with love, I would have, you know, the most incredible people attracted to me who wanted to be with me. And then I just felt this this protective wall of what if I get dumped and what if I run out and what if it doesn't last and what if and what if. And I would self-sabotage myself. So I was the king of beating myself up and the king of sabotaging anything good. So that was in the initial beginning of when I first started seeing this, you know. I think the first step is to be aware of your behavior. And so I was unaware of all that. I was like pretending not to know it. You know, there's a sign I use in my trainings. What are you pretending not to know? Mm. And so I was pretending not to know that I was sabotaging my life and that I felt I wasn't good enough. Because on the outside, you would look at me and I would have like Lewis's uh, book, Mask of Masculinity, the mask of everything is perfect. I have it under control. I look good. I'm empowered. But on the inside, it was all BS. Mm. And so the first step for me was really to acknowledge, okay, I'm full of (laughs) you-know-what. And I need to tell the truth. I'm out of integrity in my life. I'm sabotaging my life. I'm, you know, I feel I don't deserve this. And I went through a series of self-evaluation and a process of forgiveness and a process of letting go and a process of acknowledgement and really using the 10 principles that I spell out in the book. I mean, these principles are not just principles I wrote down. These these are principles that I've been living in my life and that have led me to where I am today. And so through the process of 
letting go of those definitions and letting go of those limiting beliefs, I was able to start replacing negative beliefs with positive beliefs. From I'm worthless to I am worthy. From I'm a victim, I'm a victor. From tragedy to triumph. From pain to purpose. From fear to faith. So shifting energy, shifting my mindset. Where am I going with this? And out of shifting my energy, I noticed I started attracting more money, more love, more success. All of a sudden, people are wanting to hire me for certain things and want to to be in my life and invite me to, to certain engagements and wanting to, you know, date me without me having to force it. And I realized there's a strategy here. Mm. I don't need to make it happen. I can attract it to happen. Mm. And as I shifted my mindset, I shifted my choices, I shifted my actions, and I shifted my results. So what was the moment? Because, you know, it, it's kind of like once you learn those tools, you can see how it runs parallel to everything else. Like it's a, it becomes this blanket that actually the tools cover everything. But what was that moment? It's like, we almost have to work on that first thing first that's blocking us. So what was your first thing that you really had to move through? And then how did you see how these tools were able to expand into other areas? The first thing I had to move through was a belief that I wasn't good enough. Mm. That was the, the very first thing. So the, the very first conversation that I could I could absolutely pinpoint is feeling I'm not good enough. Mm. I'm not good enough, which sponsors I'm not smart enough. I'm not successful mm. enough. I'm not hot enough. I'm mm. not skinny enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not rich enough. I'm not... <laughs> you know, white enough, I'm not, you know, whatever, just whatever it was, I wasn't enough. Hmm. And so when I finally learned to love and accept myself, I know it sounds like a Hallmark card, but it's true. (laughs) When I I finally learned to say, you know what, I am beautiful, I am perfect the way I am. Hmm. And I, I fell in love with myself and I realized I am a diamond, I am unique and I am special. That was the biggest turning point in my life. That was like my life was before and after that moment. Mm. Do you still have that now? What's been something that you have had come up around maybe your self-worth and and what are you doing to move through it? Oh, it comes up from time to time. So like I got, I got offered, like I said, a, a deal to do a TV show around my life and mm-hmm. around my coaching where I will go to people's houses and coach them. And I'm thinking and the first thing that I thought, is this going to work? What if people hate it? What if it sucks? What if <laughs> what if I don't deliver? Mm. And then I just literally laughed at myself and I shifted. And I have a personal mantra that I use where it's a series of words that I repeat to myself. They're affirmations. And I just meditated around the affirmations. And these affirmations literally shifted my energy. So, and, my, and, my, and my personal affirmation is I am powerful, I am passionate, and I'm free. Hmm. Oh, I love the I'm free. Yeah. That's so what I'm, I'm, pa- I'm powerful, I'm passionate, I'm free. Hmm. And that's just something that, it, that's something that I just repeat over myself. And the power of thought is incredible. It just moves your whole energy. And, and the other thing is, 
they're not just words I'm making up. They, they are my authentic self. Mm. And I think that everybody that's listening to us, we all have an authentic self. We all have that part of us that's a superstar, that is beautiful, that is extraordinary. And I think it's a, it's a matter of you acknowledging it and owning it. And all the negative stuff is just the lie. It's the stuff that we believed or the events that defined us or what other people said to us that we bought into. So how did you find this version of you? How did you know? Did you sit down and write the words? Did you reflect back on past things or, or moments that you loved about yourself when you most felt like you? Or how did you come up with that sentence? Because I know that sentence is probably like it, it defines how you feel in, in some of your best moments. So what would somebody do to find their authentic sentence and self so that they can tap back into that? I think it has to do with evaluating what's been lacking, what's been missing in your life. You know, so for example, if you've always been a powerful woman, then you wouldn't have powerful in your affirmation. You'd have something else. Mm. But, you know, maybe you just haven't trusted it. So you'd say, I'm trusting. And so if you've always been overly trusting and maybe that's been the problem, you might want to have powerful. So you pick words that represent what's been missing, mm. what's been lacking. And I did my affirmations through coaching. I had a coach work with me. And I think that when we have a coach, we have a mentor, when we have somebody that's guiding us, it only enhances the, our greatness and it just allows us to see things that we don't even see on our own. Mm. And so it was through coaching that got me there. But I can tell you that the process in the coaching was just really evaluating, okay, so what, what are the pieces of you, and this is something that I could share with your, with your audience, what are the pieces of you that you used to be that you want back? Mm. When you think of that three-year-old child, you know, when, when I think about me at three, I was powerful. Mm -hmm. I was passionate. I was free. I ran around. I loved everybody. I was a walking rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I became this angry, I hate the world, get away from me, I'm worthless. You know, I became the exorcist, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but I'm, but, that, but I'm not the exorcist. Mm -hmm. I'm that little rainbow. I'm that little spark. And so when you come up with whatever affirmations work for you or whatever words, you could say it in words or a phrase. You could say it like a, you know, I am and then three words or four words or five words. In my book, I have more than 75 different affirmations that people could choose from or you could write your own. But basically, it's creating a bulletproof belief about yourself based on who you authentically are. Mm, I love that. So there's this space between where we use our affirmations and we don't yet have results reflected back in the physical world but we can either see it, we can feel it, or we have this knowing, like you said, like I have felt about who you really are and what you're here to do. But there is like a free fall before your life is reflecting back results, before you've ever finished anything, before you've created anything in your life. What would you tell people around where do you borrow faith from? Where does it come from? How do you get enough faith and courage and using these affirmations enough to take that first big step and leap? Well, I want to, I want to, it's a beautiful question, by the way. What I would say is that, first of all, there's no magic wand. It's not like I say the affirmation and then there's a diamond ring in front of me. 
uh, or I say the affirmation and the, and the hot guy I've dreamed of is in front of <laughs> that beautiful woman or I'm going to lose 50 pounds just because I thought it. I think that there's a, there's a distance between declaration and action and results. And so, yes, the affirmation is important. The attitude of gratitude, which really is the key to abundance. The key to abundance is to be grateful for what you do have, mm. to be grateful for what you are, be grateful for your eyesight, be grateful that you can walk, you can talk, you can hear, you can laugh, you can hug, be grateful that you opened your eyes this morning. Oh my gosh, what a gift. You know, so when we live life from gratitude and we live life from positivity and from the affirmations, it's an overtime thing because what you're doing is you're creating and your mindset creates the environment. The environment creates the results. So let's say you want to create orchids, but you're being a desert. Well, guess what? The orchids are never going to happen because an orchid does not spontaneously organically grow in a desert. But if you're being a rainforest, then trust the process. Before you know it, you'll be creating orchids all around you. Mm. And so I would say to those people, be rigorous with the tools, be rigorous with, with the gratitude, be rigorous with the affirmations, trust the process. Some things take a moment and some things take 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I think that if, if you're patient and you transform your lack of trust into faith, then you're going to start seeing the results. Mm. And obviously there's, you know, specific strategies to create results within that framework. But I would say that people that are not seeing the results, either A, they're not being the context of abundance or they're not patient. Mm. Because I didn't start making, a, you know, I didn't create financial freedom for 10 years after I started using these tools. It took me 10 years. But we're talking about 22 to 32. At 32, I was financially free. And now I'm 52. I've been 20 years financially free. Mm. But it took me 10 years. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the, you know, it's kind of like, have you, ever, have you ever been on a diet or, you know, on, on an, an eating, shifting your eating habits or shifting your lifestyle and you've done it for two weeks and you sacrifice all the foods you like and you lost 0.5 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Many times. Right. And then what do people usually do? People go, oh, the diet sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then like all this sacrifice for, for half a pound. Mm. Look, it does, you know, some things happen over time. Some things happen right away. But I, I, I can tell everyone who's listening that I guarantee you an abundant and prosperous life if you live from abundance. Mm. I've never seen it not work. Mm. Love that. So, Chris, I questions on levels because no matter what level the listeners are at and also just where I'm at in general it's kind of like we in the beginning we have this goal around whether it's abundance or money or whatever you know thing that we're manifesting in our life let's just use money for this one so I remember you know like the thought of making my first six figures was it seemed so out of this world like not possible and then it's like you over time you end up making that or, or maybe some people are still trying to hit that or whatever their goal is. And then I remember going to seven figures and that was like so impossible, but using the tools and moving through it. But now that I'm at this other whole different level, it's like, and I know I'm in the middle of it. And I know a lot of people are in the middle of their level. And even if they're at a place where they're super happy, I think that's another part of this question is 
Like you're very happy, yet you know that there's so much more and that you could be serving at a, a much bigger rate. Like now it feels like another block around that next level. Do you know what I'm asking? Just are the tools yeah, the I, same I the for the, for the, the lower levels? <laughs> what, was, what was your comfort zone yesterday is no longer your comfort zone. Now you have a different comfort zone. So, you know, making $1,000 a month was out of some people's comfort zones. Now they make 1000 a month. And then they shifted to 5000 a month. And then now that's part of, you know, now it's part of my comfort zone to make 5000 But when I hit, you know, when I go for the 10000 every time you step out of your comfort zone, regardless of what level you're at, you're going to come up against your walls. Whatever barriers are in the way, whatever old stuff you still haven't handled, whatever conversations are limiting the, the one thing that keeps us in our comfort zone or stops us from expanding our comfort zone are beliefs, our belief systems. And so there's a belief surrounding seven figures, eight figures, nine figures. There's beliefs around every step of the way. Mm. And so I think that that's part of the process. I think it's a normal thing. I know that when I come up against my next threshold, mm-hmm. my conversations kick in. And once again, I don't pay attention. I don't let them stop me. I simply allow myself to step into that next level, even though I'm scared, even though, you know, like I say, the conversations sometimes come along with me for the ride. You know, we're we're too driven by how we feel and what we think. Mm -hmm. And I think that those two things can sabotage us. Mm -hmm. The key thing here isn't so much the result. The key thing is a key question. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? What is your why? Mm-hmm. What is your why for hitting the next level? What is your why for losing weight? What is your why for becoming a millionaire? What is your why for bringing your family together? The why is the fuel. The why is what inspires me. The why is what has me always looking at the next level Mm. and the why is my vision the why is my purpose what's my vision my vision is to make the biggest impact on the planet before i go Mm. and so that's my why how how figures out along the way i don't have to worry about how Mm -hmm. i just know that whenever i come up against a wall that's stopping me from the next level i say bring it on Mm -hmm. bring it because I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the next level. And I think it's also where we hold ourselves. Some people think that they're lucky that they're where they are. You know, mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I hit this level. I never mm-hmm. even thought this was, I was even going to make it this far. You know, and that's mm-hmm. a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. I think that when we realize that there's no limit for anyone, any of us and there's no limit for what we can create, then we start seeing more possibilities. So, oh, I have so many places I could go right now. Um, <laughs> so Go everywhere. I love I it. I <laughs> know. Let's go all over. So I know I hear from so many people that sometimes, especially when they, they get to a place of where they're surpassing where they thought they could ever go, um, they can now start to struggle with beliefs of um, being greedy or selfish with time or um, when is enough enough and you know, I guess sometimes I struggle with that, but at the same time, I also know that I'm here for a massive purpose. So for those people who are hitting that, 
what advice would you give them? Well, well, you just said it, and I, and I said it earlier. You have a why. Mm. You're here for a massive purpose. And so if you're here for a massive purpose, it's not about greed. It's about the more money you make or the more success you create, the bigger your contribution is to the world. Yeah. You know, when I think about about my success and where I've gone, I could tell you that 95% of my energy goes back out there. I put it right back out there. I'm putting right. I'm, I'm putting it out there, so I could fly first class and I could fly in in, in nice airplanes and and drive nice cars and have things, but that just facilitates the ve- the vehicle. Just facilitates getting there, you know, more relaxed or having more space or having more time, so that I can contribute more. So that my energy is towards my message, and so when when we're achieving success, I mean, I'm working with somebody who who has hit a massive level in her life. And she's like, well, do I kick back now? What do I do? And I'm saying to her, no, it's the opposite. This is the time to crush it. This is the time to actually really look at how you can maximize the opportunity that you're in because it's just a window. You know, it's a window. It's a moment in time. I mean, there's ebbs and flows. There'll be moments you'll be right back down. There'll be moments you'll be right back up. But, you know, you just, you got to enjoy the journey, enjoy the whole process. Ooh, ooh, I love what you just said. So how do you stay connected to your why? Because I think that is a part of um, some, some of the ways that I can start to lose faith is when I don't really stay connected to my why on a daily, sometimes, sometimes moment to moment basis, depending on what my schedule looks like. <sighs> Well, when you're in a marriage, I'm sure there are challenging moments. You're married. Mm-hmm. There's challenging moments. There's moments that uh, it'd be more comfortable to be alone. There's moments that it's less stress, you know, to be alone than with, to be with somebody. So there's moments that challenge the relationship. But I think that what has the relationship thrive, and I've coached thousands of couples in the last 30 years of my life, and uh, I can tell you that the one thing that has a marriage work and marriage be successful is that there's a vision and there's a there's a shared vision mm. that you're both on the same page and i think that surrounding yourself with with people that are like-minded feed each other's why mm. like i've got people that, that it's just not possible for me to fall down without 20 hands there to, to lift me right back up mm-hmm. You know, I have people that I, that I coach. I coach a lot of people that I work with that are my friends. I, I'm Lewis Howe's, his personal coach. I'm his life coach. And so when he falls down, I'm right there. And he also supports me. And I've got people in my life that, that we're a tribe. We're a tribe of people. And I think that that's one of the key ways is knowing that we need each other. Mm-hmm. Podcasts like this podcast if I'm feeling down and I'm losing my why, I'm going to listen to you. Mm. I'm going to listen to Lewis Howes. I'm going to listen to Chris Lee. I'm going to listen to somebody that is going to inspire me. I think that the, the biggest downfall to success is ego. Mm. And the ego says, I don't need anyone. I don't need any help. I don't need any support. If I ask for any support, it's a sign of weakness. Mm. And I have news for you. It's weakness not to ask for support. Mm. And so me having people that support me and staying connected to my vision 
is very important. The other thing that I do, and, and, I, and I'm sure some of your audience has heard of this, it's in my book, I have a vision board. Mm-hmm. And I actually teach you how to do the vision board in the book. I have a board in my room that has all of my new goals, my new visions. I, I separate goals in two, two categories. One is environment, which is the mindset and the context. And the second category are specific tangible results. So environment would be my vision for my life is a life of love, a life of connectedness, a life of fun, a life of joy, a life of health, respect, integrity. And so I've got things that represent symbols of those things on a board. And then I think about where I see myself in the next 10 years. So I'm not even looking at the present moment. I'm looking, okay, from here to 10 years from now, where do I see myself in 10 years? And so I think of the top five to 10 goals I want to accomplish in the next 10 years. And I literally go to and get magazine pictures and different, I cut it out and I paste it on my board. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's in front of me, uh, that inspires me, that keeps me connected to my why. And the final thing that connects me to my why is my spirituality. I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And I have a spiritual connection to the creator and, you know, that energy. And I have something that represents that in my life. Mm, so how do you fuel that? Because that's that's a huge one for me. That's first and foremost. That's everything is feeding that connection. So for you, what does that look like? How did you come about because I I love that you were talking about you know you come from a religious background to figuring out what is a relationship that works for you and how do you feed and fuel that well I can tell you that through prayer and to me prayer is like meditating Mm -hmm. so it's just basically I don't pray the way people pray like God please give me Mm -hmm. Uh, usually my prayers are gratitude prayers mm-hmm. <laughs> where I'm giving thanks for all of this amazing life that I have. I mean, if you can see where I am, I'm sitting in my house, I'm overlooking Miami Beach, I'm overlooking the bay, I'm seeing sailboats, and I could see cruise ships going up and down you know, in my backyard, literally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking out the window, talking to you, looking at the clouds, looking at the seagulls, and I'm like, how could I ever complain? Mm-hmm. You know, and I just feel so blessed. And I would feel that way if I lived on the beach or if I lived in a shack or whatever. I mean, it's, it's really about attitude. And so the way I stay connected to spirituality is through meditation. So every single day I start out my day giving thanks. What's making you feel most abundant in your life right now? The love that I have from all the people that I am surrounded with. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it, it's just overwhelming overwhelming the feedback that comes back from giving you know i i look at social media and i'll get messages i got married thank you i landed that movie deal thank you i just made my first million you know i hit i got a bestseller you know when lewis hit his bestseller or i'm gonna go on the ellen show can you coach me i'm gonna be on good morning america can you coach me that that to me fuels me just knowing that the people that I'm surrounded with, I'm so lucky and blessed to have the tribe that I have. Mm, I love that. So you talked about fun 
And I think that's so incredibly important. Can you tell us what fun looks like for you and why is fun also productive in your life? Well, fun to me is passion. And so I'm a very passionate being and I love to express passion. And so fun to me means being on the beach. Fun means to me you know, body surfing and dancing and having dinner with friends and going to movies and going into art museums and going to a concert. And, you know, to me, fun is just exploring new things and manifesting hobbies and manifesting working out for me is fun. I'm, I, I now I'm into jogging and I do interval running, which is fun to me, like a walk, jog, run. Ever since I got this running app, I'm like out of my body. So <laughs> it's because there's me, it, there's music. So I actually, I don't just like, if you see me, you'll think I'm epileptic because I start dancing and running <laughs> and jogging. So people are like, what's wrong with that kid? <laughs> but to me, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun is mentoring. Fun is coaching, supporting people. I think that my work is fun. Mm-hmm. I don't work. It's mm-hmm. fun. I was talking to you about this earlier before the podcast that I have a hard time saying no because I just have so much fun doing what I'm doing. Mm. Is something not fun in your life right now? Something not fun? Yeah. Something that's not fun is hearing friends get cancer Mm. and, you know, just working them through that and coaching people through, you know, different things and, you know, burying loved ones and saying goodbye to people and, you know, that, that whole piece of life that is part of the process is just not fun for me. Mm. My brother died last year. That wasn't fun. Mm. So and uh, my this woman that was like my second mom died of cancer this past year as well. But I channel it into making a difference. So I'm part of the LLS group, which is the leukemia lymphoma society and i'm on a mission raising money for them i also raise money for saint jude's so i do everything i can with my energy to make a difference for other people and and turn some of this these painful situations that are not fun into purpose Mm. and one and one quick coaching on on when someone's going through a life defining situation that just has there's just no there's no answer to it I would never ask why is this happening. I would ask what for, mm. because why? Why just you know why is this? It, it's a victim conversation. Like, well, why me or why is this happening? You know, it is happening because it is. You know, it, that's just part of life. But what's the purpose? That empowers me. And I got that from my friend who was dying of cancer. She's like, you know, I you know I'm going to follow your coaching, Chris. I'm not going to ask why. I'm going to ask what for. And the what for for her meant that in the last year of her life, she brought her family together. In the last year of her life, she forgave people that she had never forgiven. In the last year of her life, she enjoyed every single moment. She lived each day like it was the last. She left with a smile on her face. Mm, that is so powerful. Wow. That not, I mean, that, that works for every single hard moment in people's lives. That's beautiful. Yeah. So is there a part of you right now that you are kind of discovering about yourself that's surprising yourself or more of you that you would like to reclaim or bring out? Yeah, there's a part of me that I'm discovering and that is 
my level of compassion, like I've always felt that I had it, but there's, I'm, I'm almost at the point where I literally walk in people's shoes and I could feel what you're feeling. Mm. And I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm loving it. I'm loving that I'm able to do that. And I want to make this clear. I've always had compassion, but there was always a lot of me in the way. And so as I start removing my needs, my ego needs, how I look, how I sound, uh, whether I'm right, whether I'm wrong, and I'm really able to suspend me, forget about me, and step into you, mm. that, that's just blowing me away. And, and I've been seeing it in the last year like more than ever. Mm. And people are just going, oh, my God, you know, just the, the, the level of coaching, the level of support has just been so profound. Mm. So how do you do that um, level of coaching and being able to really step into someone's shoes without getting completely sucked in or drained? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great, you're awesome, honey. I love you. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, well, I don't get drained because it's not about me. Mm. I don't get drained because I don't interpret it in a negative way. How do you do that? So, so many people who maybe, um, you know, I, I just work with a lot of different women who th the thing is constantly like they don't know how to not feel like feel for them or feel like they're carrying it. And I know that might be the same answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look. I think that at the end of the day, everything's an interpretation. And mm -hmm. I think that what's going to empower us to work with each other and support each other and for us to work through things is that we're the only ones who attach meaning to things. Mm -hmm. And so if we interpret a separation, a death, a rape, an abuse as the end of the world and as I'm worthless and I'm nothing like I thought when I was 22 years old – then my feelings are going to matter and I'm going to put myself in a box. Mm -hmm. If I realize that I am responsible for my interpretations, I'm responsible for how I see things, and given I'm the one who's in charge of how to see things, and I could see things, and I could choose to see things in a way that empower me, then I don't become a victim of those things. Mm -hmm. And so how do I not get drained as I choose not to see you as a victim? I choose to not see you as defined by your event. So why would I define you for you? Mm. So mm. I don't get drained. So I was able to work with this family friend who had terminal cancer for the year that she was dying um, as she was leaving Earth. But we turned it into a party. We turned it into something po positive and something empowering and, you know, and, and how to make use of time. Does it suck? Yes. Is it something I don't like? Of course. But I'm choosing, notice that's not how I feel, I'm choosing to interpret it in a way that empowers me and others. Mm. No one can make you interpret something you don't choose. You have total control over how you interpret things. Okay. And one book that drives us home is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was in a concentration camp. He lost everything he owned. He got everything taken away but his power of choice. And he found freedom in a concentration camp, and he realized true freedom is the ability to interpret. 
And so given everything's interpretation, why would I ever choose a negative one? Because mm-hmm. I'm a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, because events at the end of the day are neutral. We're the ones who attach the meaning. Mm-hmm. So given that, like we learned in the, those of you who saw the movie Peter Pan, a <laughs> Disney movie, if you want to fly, think happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? You know, if, you think, if you're thinking, life sucks, I hate my life, then you're not going to fly. Mm, those are heavy thoughts. <laughs> yeah, those are not, those are unhappy thoughts. Mm-hmm. If you want to be light and happy and, you know, think happy thoughts, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're responsible for your thoughts. And so that's how I'm able to navigate when I coach people that are going through some intense stuff. I mean, I've worked with people that you could just imagine in 30 years what I've, what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. I could write several thousand movie screenplays and they'd all be academy award winners Hmm. so what does the next level of your life look like what's the next quantum leap that you feel coming on the next quantum leap is producing and writing and creating this tv show that i'm going to do that's the next quantum leap Mm -hmm. and you will be seeing it on netflix that's a declaration right here for the first time publicly declared I love it. We you, you, do you know that all of our declarations on here come true. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So- I've never declared it publicly yet. This is the first time I'm declaring publicly that you will see my TV series on Netflix. Well, I got chills and my chills are truth for me. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and basically I'm going to be bringing my wisdom to people's homes. Oh, I love that. So we get, yeah. to, we get to gain. We have personal gain from your next level. I love that. <laughs> you, Everyone has gain because I'm going to be coaching people that are going through a crisis. Mm. And each episode is a different crisis that people relate to. Oh, I love that. I love that. So it's kind of like you're dropping in on, on a session with Chris Lee and somebody. Mm-hmm. So is that what's most exciting for you as well right now? Yeah, kind of I'm everything? super excited about it. I'm excited and I've also resisted it, which is what I told you earlier, that you know, when you get the opportunity, you're like, oh God, am I going to be able to do it? So mm-hmm. I know that there's a level of resistance, but you know, I'm, I'm committed to it and it's, and it's exciting. Mm, I mean, of course. That's the natural next level. Of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. That's just where you're going. So Yeah. Uh, well, I have loved chatting with you. And where can we find you? Where can we follow you? And I think we know what's most exciting, but what else? Where can we be directed to get into your world? So I have a book which I'm super excited about. It's it, it's I call it a baby book. It's for people who don't like to read. It's short, <laughs> simple to the point, but it has nuggets of beautiful wisdom and it's called Transform Your Life, 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. It's available on Amazon. It's available in Spanish. Transforma tu vida, 10 principios de abundancia y prosperidad. And it's also available on Audible and in Kindle. And this book, the proceeds go to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So I'm donating what I earn with the book to this mission to stop and to eliminate blood cancer once and for all. Mm. So it's going to save, it's saving lives. And the book is 10 principles of abundance prosperity. You can get it on Amazon and you can follow me on Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter. And it's all the same uh, name. It's at Chris, C H R I S motivador 
M-O-T-I-V-A-D-O-R. That's motivator in Spanish because I'm international. <laughs> At Chris Motivador. Oh, you guys absolutely go get the book and follow him. And I just want to tell you that you have been such a joy in my life. You've added so much value. And I really am so attracted to your light because you do make um, transformation fun. And I think li- I think that life is fun and it can be easy if you let it. And you are just a massive, um, example of that. So I just want to thank you for all of the work that you're doing in the world. I'm so excited that we finally got to have this conversation. I know that you will have an incredible show that I will be a massive fan of. So thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate you and count on me whenever you want. You know, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to come back and, and share more wisdom with you. I Uh, love love you and your energy. You're, you're smart, brilliant, powerful, passionate, joyful woman, and you get to spread your light in mm. all over the world. And I can't wait to see this get bigger and bigger. Oh, thank you so much. And I always end on one last question. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you are in an elevator with someone and they look over at you and you do not know who they are, it's a total stranger. And they just ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? It's like a 30 second ride. How to make yourself happy. Forgive yourself for everything. So beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on. You guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our 
your life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, 
Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.